Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Path to Pro Soccer Podcast. I'm your host, John Russos. Today's guest is a central midfielder for the Richmond Kickers, Victor Falk. Victor, how are you doing? I'm good, John. How are you? I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. I, um, Victor, right away, obviously, weird times. Uh, hobbies during quarantine. What have you been doing to, to keep yourself busy? Oh, I've actually, um, I've actually bought a, a DJ controller. <laughs> and, oh. Uh, I actually bought Logic Pro too. So I've started trying to make some music and mixing some music. So that's been uh, the main hobby uh, in this uh, during this time. So then also a lot of Netflix and stuff, of course. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's awesome. What what shows you've been watching? Um, I did watch. Um, I watched Ozark new season, new Sunderland till I die, and now I'm actually going back to the nostalgic Avatar: The Last Airbender. <laughs> there you go. That used I to be it. my show back in the day, so then it just came back on Netflix, so I had to hop on, hop back on that one. Oh, all great choices. I know Sunderland till we die. We talked about that with our a previous guest. Uh, did you enjoy that? Was it as good as the? Uh, did it live up to the billing? Yeah, no, I, I really like it. It's, it's cool to see a club because they usually show that the big clubs, you know. There's the Brazil one, Manchester City. It's cool to yeah. see a club that's not doing as well um, to see the experiences in that club. Definitely. Okay. Well, Victor, I want to start out from the beginning. Uh, you're from you're from Sweden. Where specifically did you grow up and, and who did you first start supporting? Um, so I grew up in a, a small place called Landvetter. It's a like 10-15 minute drive outside of Gothenburg. Um, so I, everybody, like every single boy there started playing soccer at like age five. So hmm. played there until 2009. My dad told me I had to go. Uh, I was about 11, I think, 11 or 12. He told me I need to go into one of the big clubs in the city in, in Gothenburg if I want to get actually good. Hmm. And I was kind of reluctant, you know, to leave my friends the comfortable spot to go someplace new. Um yeah. But I, at that age, I went into and started playing for a team called Örgryte. It's one of the big clubs from from Gothenburg. And then I started supporting that club. That was like the main team I supported once I started playing for the clubs and developed those uh, those feelings and the attachment for that club. Okay. And, uh, what was their uh, specific ri- rivals? At least I know now Svenskin, like AIK, that's uh, one of the bigger teams uh, around Kalmar, obviously. But when you were growing up, who was that club's big rival? Yeah, so, uh, I mean, that's what the main rivals are guys. Uh, mm. So at the time when I joined, both of them played in Altsvenskian. And it's they're literally, like, the highway goes straight through Gothenburg. And they're, you can, like, see the, the club house from, like, each other's houses almost. They're, like, right across the street from each other. The only really? thing that separates is just the highway. So we were, like, the main rivals. Um, we're probably the second and third biggest club, though, because IFK Gothenburg is the biggest club at the moment in terms of fans and uh how well they're doing okay um so but they were also one of our rivals as well ifk gothenburg and us have had like a history for 100 years too so those two but guys specifically because we're 100 yards away from each other yeah no that okay so uh, very much in town rivalry that's very cool what age were you when you when you moved over to the united states um so actually i moved first time in 07 for a year and a half Okay. Um, so I, I didn't know a word of English or anything then. <laughs> um, but then I moved back to Sweden for most of like middle school and everything. So um, I came back to the U.S. permanently in 2012. 
and then I've been here ever since. And, and did you first move uh, that first stint? Was that to Virginia as well? Because I know you, you grew up playing, at least for the Richmond Kickers, but um, was that first stint in Virginia as well? Yeah, yeah. Virginia Virginia Beach, both times. Virginia Beach, okay. And uh, I, w- I would assume, like, did you, because that's two very different climates, right? Very hot, humid Virginia uh, to Sweden, obviously cold, a little more temperate. What was that like? Yeah, no, I, I definitely struggled. Um, I used to get like stomach problems in the beginning during really? the summers in the summers here in the U.S. Yeah, because I just got dehydrated so quickly um, during training, so that it was weird. But definitely have adjusted now to it all these years here. Um, but it's bad, weird now being back in in on the East Coast a little bit. It hasn't gotten that hot yet, but being out in Cali for for two and a two and a half three years. Mm-hmm. Um, you get used to the dry and then now the humid is starting to hit over here. So it's tough. Definitely. No, that's totally understandable. And so you were in Virginia, uh, then you obviously played for a little bit at the university of Virginia. What was your experience like there? Um, up and down, um, the university itself is amazing. Um, I have so many good friends from there and, uh, you know, I loved my the campus, the professors, everything about it. Um, but then my uh, my time there with the soccer was very up and down. Like it started very well, and then went down, and then just a roller coaster, really. So um, I can't say I can't say that my soccer experience was great, but I learned a lot from the experience. So you know, at the end of it, it's nothing that that I regret or anything. Um, so yeah. And so, uh, what initially uh, led your decision to depart and head over to California at UCI? Well, I, so I came in into the into the team in the spring. I decided to finish high school early so that I could uh, get a head start, and then also try to graduate, you know, following a fall season, um, so that I could try to go pro immediately after instead of having to worry about doing school um, in the spring. So I came in early and then, uh, you know, I was playing at Richmond United and the academy team. I was playing attacking midfielder, sometimes a winger, a center mid. Um, then I went went straight back to center back, the center back spot at UVA. Um, and I started all the, all the spring games and I did fairly well. And uh, the coaches, they were like, they said that they were very happy with everything and that they thought I was the best defender even. So I thought I was in a good spot, and then uh, come the fall, you know, I started in the beginning. We didn't lose a game. They wanted to try somebody else. They promised me that I was going to play again, and then uh, it just didn't happen. I, I didn't get another another chance. Hmm. Stayed around a little bit for the spring instead of uh, I, I wanted to give it another chance. Try to work my uh, myself back into the starting eleven. Got into the starting eleven again. In the spring, I was going to start actually a game against Richmond Kickers here um, in a spring game. And then uh, I found out like four or five days prior that they were bringing in a, a player in my position on a, on a full ride. So I like told them like, oh, you guys, like, because that's what kind of what happened the season before. They said they brought in a bunch of guys during the summer. So hmm. um, that, so I asked them like, honestly, what do you guys think? Do you guys think that is this guy going to go ahead of me like that? And uh, they said, yeah, probably. So then I told them that, you know, I need to look for somewhere else where I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit more of a priority because I can't always seem to be a second. Uh, yeah. Uh, so. 
Well, then you obviously saw your took your talents over to UCI, uh, playing under Yasi Raz, one of the up and coming coaches right now uh, in the country. How did that experience at UCI, obviously going over there, transferring there, uh, but playing under uh, Yasi in California, a new team? How did that impact you as a player and as a person? Um, no, yeah, it was definitely changed. You know, I I showed up to training to the training in the summer the first day. And having seen, uh, you know, play with everybody at UVA, which is pretty powerful, big guys, you know, I'm the biggest guy showing up at UC Irvine pretty much. And I was like, these guys aren't going to be a match for me. And then they start doing all these tricks and it's just more like way more uh, technical and fluid. Mm-hmm. And so right away, like that was, that wasn't the player I had been the last year and a half. So then it took me a little while to get into that. Um, so it was a complete different way of, of playing and thinking and, you know, Yossi really challenged me a lot, you know, mentally and trying to understand my new position because I moved back into the midfield there. Um, so, yeah, it was it was definitely challenged me a lot and I had to, had to learn a lot of new concepts uh, not, that we weren't, uh, you know, doing at all really at UVA. Okay. Definitely. And obviously you've learned those, com- or excuse me, those concepts very well. Senior year, you were voted the midfielder of the year. Why do you think you thrive there? Do you think a lot of it was just the difference in physicality than coming over and your ability to adjust? Was there something about the environment at UCI that was different than Virginia? What do you think? You know, I, from the first day, like the coaches there, they put like a, ro- a lot of responsibility on my shoulders. Hmm. Um, so I, I knew that I had to kind of lead the team and uh, get the team focused from, from the start, even though I was only a sophomore. So then I, I had to stay, you know, focused and, you know, show the coaches the reason why they brought me over. Um, and then also, like, it was just a perfect environment to, to train and develop. And there, like UCI, there's not a lot of distractions, like, at the school like uva it's just parties this and that all the time you, you like you can't like it's almost impossible to get away from it um but at uc Irvine, it's not like that at all like and you live very like i lived like 10 minutes 10 minute walk from the field and you always had access to the equipment so like it was right there everything so i, I could i could just go and train six seven days a week whenever i wanted to and it was perfect no that that does sound like a fantastic environment well, well, now also you played at UCI and then all of a sudden you find yourself back with the Richmond Kickers, the team that you grew up playing for, but now playing at a professional level. What's that like coming up? It's very, it almost like a homegrown feel to it in a lot of ways, but what, what is that like? Yeah, no, it's, it's definitely been fun to, to be able to come back to Richmond. You know, there's been a lot of people that have reached out and like are happy that I returned um, old coaches and people that I knew from, from Richmond back then. So, it's been really great. Um, I was able to get a few opportunities to train with the pro team uh, when I was with the, the academy team, and that was very inspiring. And, you know, to be there now in the pro team, you know, I'm, I'm very happy to be here. And I think we have excellent grounds here to develop uh, as a team and, and for myself as well. Well put. Well put. And um, a very unique rookie season, though, as it is. Um, how has that been handling that and everything that's happened um, but at the same time, adjusting to to being that professional and assuming those new responsibilities, being also a, a smaller fish in the pond, that's kind of a lot to take in. How have you done with that? Um, I think I've dealt, dealt with it very well. Um, you know, obviously it's disappointing, but 
um, you know, I've have had my me and my roommates. Um, you know, we've been able to train in small groups of of three or four, and uh, you know, they're very motivated. And I and myself, I still feel very motivated. You know, for for my first opportunity as a professional. Um, so uh, we've been able to put in good work, and we feel like we're uh, you know fit going into you know these uh, return to play um, training sessions now. And uh, so I, I think I think I've dealt with it well. And uh, but you know uh, the longer this goes on, you know the harder the the focus is going to be. And so you know hopefully we'll start getting more and more positive news on you know the season ahead. As you say, are you uh, expecting to be playing uh, a lot of your games without any fans in the stands? Yeah, I mean, you know, as it looks right now, uh, it's probably more likely that it will be that way than than not. Um, yeah. You know, it it really, really, really hard to predict. Um, totally. Yeah. What are you learning? What did you expect going in, uh, and what are you looking forward to in the in the near future with everything that's going on? Um. Yeah, so, uh, you know, I have a new coaching staff now. Um, and I'm trying, to, you know, to learn as much as I can from them. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they have a different way of coaching than, you know, my coach at UCI. Um, and both are very efficient in the way that they're coached. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm very pleased with the coaching staff here because they're they're very honest and tell me what I need to improve. Um, so whenever I get the chance... Uh, I want to get out and, you know, improve on what they want me to get better at. And, uh, you know, a lot of the stuff they say, I think is, you know, really accurate. So very happy about that. Um, and then, you know, seeing the new, the, the players I'm with, you know, I've learned a lot about myself too, uh, in terms of what I do need to get better at. Um, so, you know, some stuff that I got away with on the, on the, on the college level that, you know, it's not necessarily working here. You know, I'm, at the college level, I was able to use my body more to just kind of bully off players or push them off if they got too close. But here, you know, I'm maybe not the most athletic or strongest guy anymore. So yeah. now I have to think a step faster, you know. So mm-hmm. stuff like that, uh, you know, it's been it's been good. Definitely. And, and right now playing for uh, Darren Sawatsky, who has had a lot of experience at the professional level, playing with the, the Dallas Burn, New England Revolution, uh, among uh, other names. What has it been like learning from him, someone who has that real experience playing at a high level? And, I mean, your first year out of school, what, what, what has that been like? No, I've I really enjoyed it because, you know, uh, what he says, you know, he's very honest with you and, you know, he knows what it takes to get to that level. Um mm-hmm. So, you know, I can't do anything but trust what he says, you know, and, you know, when you get good feedback from him, you know, you want, you want to do more, you want to keep doing, doing it and, and keep doing it. So I think, you know, that element has been, you know, fantastic to, to, to be coached by somebody that's, that's played at such a high level. Um, so, I, you know, I really value his input and, you know, so far I think we've gone along well together. Victor, where do you see yourself in five years? And then where do you see yourself in 10 years? Oof, yeah. Um, you know, obviously I want to reach for the, uh, reach for the stars and land as high as I can. Um, you know, it would, it would be great to, you know, either, you know, reach the MLS level in five years, 
or potentially back to Allsvenskan in Sweden, I think would be fantastic. You know, I, I loved going to the games in Sweden as a kid, and I think it would be fantastic to play there. Um, and, you know, 10 years, you know, hopefully I'll be able to experience something huge like, I don't know, like a Europa League or Champions League. Um, so probably on the other side, you know, obviously on the other side of the of the Atlantic over in Europe. But, you know, if if I'm willing to dream, then, then it's probably going to be on that side of the pond. Well put, well put. And do you think right now, if you had to make a comparison, at least to the USL uh, in Europe, is USL and MLS, is there uh, leagues over there that compare similarly as Ausvenskin and uh, the MLS? Is that a fair comparison? Um, I'd say the MLS has probably surpassed Ausvenskin at the moment. Um, Ausvenskin has maybe five teams that would do well in the would do well in the MLS, but the the money and stuff is so different in Sweden. So like the clubs that are like 14th, 15th, 16th in all wouldn't do well in the, wouldn't do well in the MLS. I don't think, I think there would be top teams in the USL uh, championship though. Um, but you know, Malmo is a fantastic club and I, yeah. I think they would be very high in the MLS, but I don't know if they would beat the Atlanta or, but I think they would be, you know, up there, you know, fighting for championships. Um, but in terms of like the, the the teams and stuff, you know, I think it's very different. You know, I've, I've seen a lot of Swedish players that have gone to MLS. You know, they say the physicality and athleticism is just just different. And I think it might mm. be a bit quicker play in Sweden. Um, but the you know physicality is just something that you don't really see in Europe. Interesting. Okay. Uh, well, Victor. That is all I have for you. Thank you so much for your time. We appreciate it. Stay healthy, obviously in quarantine, and, and keep up the fantastic work. We're rooting for you. All right. Thank you, John. Awesome. Till next time. Thank you all for tuning into this episode of the Path to Pro Soccer podcast. For more Path to Pro, you can follow at Path to Pro Soccer on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. I'm your host, John Russos, and you can also listen to me on the Here's My Thing podcast. I appreciate you tuning in. Until next time.